Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my good friend here, Scott. The Tenacious D will rock your socks off. They will rock your socks off. And all the way from Glitter Dice Podcast, I ha- we have our good friend in studio with us, Kelly Cubon. Sup, losers? Yeah, sup, losers? <laughs> yes, Ryan is not here. Unfortunately, he is the dead from LARPing, so it's game-related, so it, it, yeah, it's, no, it's fine. No, we, it's we, give him a, we give him a pass. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's in his contract. It's allowed. So, Kelly's filling in for him to this evening in this recording. So, uh, because of that, Kelly, how has your gaming been? Oh, it's been all right. Um, simultaneously, not enough and too much at the same time. Too much okay. LARPing. Not enough video games. That's fair. No, no, I can understand it. I just can't do video games. It's just because if I'm playing video games, I feel like I'm not doing something that I should be doing. I don't know. It's got to be the right video game. Like, like when Bloodlines 2 comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that, um, that's... The video game I'm looking forward to is uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh, that yeah. comes out in a couple yeah, months. I already cool. pre-ordered that one. Uh, there's another one I can't remember. Oh, Borderlands 3. Oh, I'll also oh, play yeah. Borderlands 3 because I really like Borderlands 2. So apparently the Epic uh, Game Store is going to get the Quantic Dream games. So I'm actually going to be able to play Detroit, become human, mm-hmm. without having a goddamn PS4. Yep. Uh, that Actually, I may do that too. Because I may, I've been wanting to play that game. But I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with that. Dealing with my PS4, I want it on my computer because I know my computer is good. Um, yeah. So that's very cool. Uh, any other RPG sort of stuff you've been doing? I know you've um, been playing Amber with us. Yep. Uh, no, I mean, that's my only tabletop. Uh, we just got back from ATE. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Gods in this upcoming weekend. Both LARPs, Garden of Destinies. Um, oh, you reminded me, streaming. The You guys have opinions on the Google streaming, the video game streaming thing? Yeah, what? the Stadia. Uh, it's a new console that Google's... Basically, it's a new gaming service that Google is basically... It's all streamed games. Yeah. So they're, all the games are run on Google hard, hardware in Google data centers. Right. And you just stream your connection. Yeah, to that it. has been that's been sort of a gaming gaming genie situation for a long time. Like they've been trying, uh, companies have been trying to do this because it basically means you 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 don't need the hardware. You mm-hmm. just need an internet connection. Yeah. And we'll we'll run mm-hmm. the games for you. But there's always a lag and latency issue. Yeah. And well, the fact stuff. of the matter is that Google's probably one of the only companies that can do it. Uh, other than like maybe Amazon, uh, they have like so because many data they have centers. data centers literally everywhere, right? As opposed to some of the others that they yeah. just yeah they just don't have the infrastructure. I'm intrigued. I would love it to see if they actually. I promise every time someone has tried to pull this off, oh, it's failed. It's failed. Yeah. So I Google could do it, but they had the one of the best shots at it. But I don't know. They would they would well. actually have to invest and do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got all the goddamn money in the world, so. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's they. We'll they see. have plenty of things that have failed that they have. I, I, I'm, I'm with Kelly on that because they pulled out of Google Fiber. They did, and that sucks, dick butts. <sighs> yep. Uh, yeah, because telecom is a telecom monopoly. Well, the, tele- the telecom monopolies are essentially the mafia. Yep. Uh, and well, the mafia is the mafia, and yep. it's hard to compete against the mafia because the competition goes against mafia ethics. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see, tabletop news, we've got... Um, well, no, no, hold on. Oh, well, that's right. Your gaming. Oh, my gaming, okay. Uh, yeah, my games have been going fine. Uh, we had a kick-ass battle in Aeon last week. Yeah, that was actually... I want to give you props. People need to be listening to this because this man, I've never known him to pull out a battle map, minis, or do anything that's like hard tactics mm-hmm. on, a, on a tabletop RPG. He did it. He honestly yeah, well, did. Well, it was the well. final battle of a military sci-fi game. <laughs> so, uh, well, one of the final battles. Ah, that's why you pulled out the aberrant. That's uh, right. still here. They're still there. They're right over there. <laughs> right over there. Um, yeah, I I was really impressed and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool way well, of. Yeah. Doing it. Uh, so we had that. Um, Vampire's been going well. I've got another. Uh, uh, I've got another guest star coming on Wednesday's game, Ooh, uh, which is Ma- Matthew Webb of Jackalope Studios, uh, who does The Night in Question mm-hmm. and uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Night City. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be super fun. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, Everyone needs to go look on the YouTube channel because, unfortunately, when this releases, it will already been out. It'll already be out, but the YouTube release will be up on Friday. Yep. So, 
tomorrow, if you're listening to this on day of podcast release, uh, the YouTube will be up. Time travel. Time travel. Uh, uh, or you can consume it via podcast if that's your desire. Yeah, uh, which uh, I actually enjoy a lot. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, yeah, well, uh, one of my philosophies is if I'm ever annoyed that someone does or doesn't do something on something that I consume, uh, I try and do or do not do yeah. it. And, and just ripping the MP3 and putting it on a RSS feed is oh yeah, it's the super most easy. Like blow bar thing you could do. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's super easy. Um, let's see. Uh, I did a unfortunately I did a solo session with one of my vampire players that was gonna be a patron exclusive content but i fucked it up and it's unusable so that that session is just gone uh you can have you can you can see us and you can hear me but you can't hear her oh no and And there's no way to yeah the audio just didn't get recorded there was some weird setting that got messed up when i built the new over the overlay for that that so if you're good at lip reading yeah if you're good at lip reading um, but yeah, text to, I want to sort of text to speech. Like she needs to type in what she said. I'm not going to, I am not going to ask her to do that. I know I'm, I'm joking. That's, but that's, I thought really that's too much to ask of her. She's in Taiwan right now. Wow. Or she's oh, wow. going to Taiwan right now, which is why we did the solo session. Cause she's not going to be on Wednesday's game. Uh, but, uh, I'm sure that when she comes back and gets back into the, into the coterie, she will, it'll be interesting to see her describe what happened from her character's perspective because i i it was a very it was a deep world of darkness cosmic horror moment oh cool like she was dealing with something that i didn't explain that i never gave a name to or or gave her any inkling of what it really was it was just a terrible thing that she had to encounter mm-hmm. um and the unknowable the unexplainable no. well if you're versed in your world of darkness lore, you can probably figure out what it is. Um, but it'll also be a clue. It'll be occluded through her character. So now no, no one is going to see it right uh, up front. So no one, no one. So it'll be interesting to see how she describes it and to see how much of the hints come through her description, well, which is actually interesting because we've talked about this board, like the idea of like table knowledge and wow, this was always a thing back in the day with vampire games is like the GM going mm-hmm. off with someone else and talking to them. And then the person coming back because you didn't want the rest of the table, even out of play to know, yeah. to know anything going on so that they get the most raw. Well, honest my, experience. my plan, my plan was to, uh, it was going to be a patron exclusive, but I wasn't going to give anyone at the table, the link to the video until after they had role played with her. Yeah. And and gotten the the first account that they would have gotten would have been directly from her. Right. But now that's all they get. So that is the one thing I miss about how we do the Amber game is because we we're not all at a table, so we can't be passing notes to Scott. That's true. Yeah. Well, you can do it. You can just do it I, by I've a chat. messaging him. I mean, yeah. yeah, we can direct message, but you don't get to see when I'm direct messaging Scott yeah. about shenanigans that I want to pull. Where, where the paranoia factor was always kind of fun when you play at the table. Uh, it was uh, a little fun. Oh, yeah. Everybody should be listening to Amber because eventually in mid-book two, it gets getting spicy with all of us. Yeah, I actually changed changed my mind. We are at the end of book two. That, okay. that, that, that session was the end of book two. Okay, good. Because that seemed like a good... That was a good stopping point, yeah. Good stopping point. Because a lot had happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, cool. That means I got to figure out what I got to spend my. Yeah, time. that means we have to do an advancement. But well, I've also decided that it's a it's a three book. Oh, thing. not a five book. Yeah, it's not a five book. I don't okay. have I don't have a, I don't have more in me for five <laughs> five, five books worth of this. You know, a good a good trilogy, good solid yeah, trilogy. It's, a tril- it's, right. it's going to be a trilogy. Okay, uh, but uh, any th- I'm trying to think of what else is going on in my gaming world. We don't do werewolf anymore. Um, Which is super goddamn boo. It's super goddamn boo, but just all the schedules just got shredded. Yep. Um, so how's your gaming been, Matthew? <laughs> uh, not bright and chipper. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it's been going real well. The Wrath and Glory game has been great. Um, like, all my players are super enthused. They love every session. Uh, last game, and you can uh, see it because I upload it every week. It's a mm-hmm. weekly game on Simulacra TV. Uh, one of my players decided they split, they did the the most heinous sin a gamer can do, which is they split the party. No! 
they split the party, and the uptight ner- the uptight Imperial Brigade went one way, and the scum and villainy went the other way. Mm-hmm. The scum and villains got into a bar, and of course they got into a bar fight. Oh yeah. Well, and then my my gangers say, you know what? You guys are dumb. You guys brought guns to a grenade fight. <laughs> No, not kidding. He pulled out a grenade mm-hmm. and threw it in the bar. I was like, "What? What? Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Okay, all right. This this is what starts happening. Mm-hmm. Shit's gonna roll downhill. He's gonna. It's so good because again, like all gaming, you never know what your players are gonna do. Yep, yep. That's good stuff. You gotta be reactive. Yeah. Um, um, other gaming, um, not much. We haven't done D anD. d We've played Aeon, which was good, which is really cool. Actually, went through all of the rules of Aeon today because on a lark, I had time and I just decided to do that. I learned some interesting things. Um, also, did Aeon. We've done Amber, and that that's really good, like we just said. So that's the bulk of my tr- like solid true gaming. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting to back into D anD. d and obviously doing more Amber because Amber is great. And yeah. Um, yeah, uh, D&D. D&D. D&D will eventually happen. Uh, you, you made a promise. I did make a promise. Thank uh, you, promise. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'll let you tell the story about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Scott was like, hey, do you have any interest in being on the podcast tonight? I'm like, yeah, I've got kind of a bummer idea that we could talk about. He's like, what? I'm like, well, how, how do you deal with it when your GM dies? <laughs> like obviously that got scrapped, but that's kind of how uh, he has uh, agreed to run a D and D game where it's going to be fifth edition because nobody wants to play second edition Thaco. No. But one of my earliest GMs, uh, I have very fond memories. I started doing tabletop at like eight, guys. So mm-hmm. uh, it was my dad's, my dad and my mom's M best friend, nerd. Jesse. But unfortunately, Jesse has recently passed and. We never made it out of the Temple of Elemental Evil, which will come as no surprise to those of you who ever tried to play the Temple of Elemental Evil, because it's a meat grinder. You so, can swear, it's fine. Okay, good. It's a goddamn fucking meat grinder. <laughs> I had I went through at least two characters, but um, yeah, so we never made it through. Scott has uh, volunteered to finally run it and run a D&D game. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Uh, well, I'm already, I, I've, I, already yeah. I already committed to running a D&D game because I'm running Acquisitions Incorporated uh, for, for, for Simulacra Studios. Well, this is uh, uh, an oldie is but classic. goldie. Like, this is classic. Well, I've put my caveat of I'm going to get weird with it. I mean, <laughs> get weird with it because, yeah, when, before you mm-hmm. volunteered, I was actually like, well, I'll run it and that'll be fun. I haven't run a game and I always wanted to run initially when i was a kid i was like oh i'm gonna run lair of the spider woman because i'll be old enough by the time we get there because eh, you know I lair thought, of the spider woman. <laughs> oh, that's the it's a three-part trilogy so you start at temple oh, of, it's not lair of the spider queen spider queen that's it yeah i know but i was like but yeah and then you have the the slave uprise and then the the spider queen yeah. i was like oh yeah i'll be like a teenager or something by the time we get there it'll be fine never did <laughs> No, but but, she, but I, I volunteered so that she could play her old PC, uh, and you know get that that closure on that. Yeah, which which will be nice. And but yeah, it's so, kind of a little memorial so I've been, game. I've been slowly uh, building up uh, building up D and D GMing lore and ability. Yep. So I've been yep. reading over the yep. books. My dad was so happy. He sent me home with like so many second edition books, and he then wanted to give me like. Some of like the return to the Temple of Elemental Evil that they did for fourth edition. I'm like, Dad, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I have a stack of books. It's almost as big as me. I'm good. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that'll uh, be fun. Uh, and it will. You're gonna do like a big marathon thing. Yeah, it's, right? gonna, be it's gonna be a big, be a whole weekend. It's gonna be a weekend game. So we're gonna do character gen and probably like the initial start Friday. Yeah. Um. This is how my parents used to play. Is Paul and Jesse would come over, and stay for the weekend and it would just be like non-stop tabletop and because i was me i would play on the nintendo and occasionally run in and be like is there combat no run away and back to nintendo so that's uh, super adorable but it's, it is. it's gonna be way fun uh, tell i have me how recipes that, please we're gonna have you back on you gotta tell us how that goes absolutely from definitely... your perspective and your perspective mm-hmm. scott well i'll also definitely be talking about glitter dice i think we're we've got it tentatively planned for the summer yeah post uh cool just Hopefully I'll have easier. my table by then. Hopefully. Yay. 
Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So let's hop in the news real quick. Um, there hasn't been much update since the last time, though, because the last time there was a lot of stuff that we talked about. Yeah. Um, I think one of the so they just announced that Matthew Dawkins, uh, the gentleman gamer, is yep. going to be the lead developer on the Fall of London Chronicle book for mm-hmm. Vampire the Masquerade, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool because he's a British man. Uh, and, uh, he, he's very well versed in that aspect of the lore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting because that's going to probably have a lot of information about the second inquisition mm-hmm. and a lot of other cool stuff. Uh, other vampires Monday. So as of the, the this podcast, uh, it will, the Kickstarter will have started, right. uh, for vampire heritage, mm-hmm. which is a legacy, uh, card, like it's a legacy card like CCG slash, it's not a CCG it's 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 its own thing kind okay. of like it's kind of a combination card and board game uh, which is a legacy game so you play it over multiple sessions uh, which are basically multiple eras of vampires so you start off as in like the fucking dark ages we need to play this game oh absolutely we uh, that, that's on like polyhedron plays oh yeah type material. So, we'll buy it get it yeah and, and basically it. like every era you make decisions like and you you decide who to embrace. Like you have mortal agents, and you pick who you embrace, and that shapes the future. Which eras. is cool. Which is super rad. We are. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we will probably do this for Polyhedron plays because it sounds super neat. I will certainly be backing it, uh, depending on what what levels uh, of of backing there are, uh, because it sounds super fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also another board game for Vampire that just got announced called Chapters, which is a weird concept for, like, it is called a mega game, uh, which is built for, like, 8 to 30 players. That's insanity. Like, you can run it on multiple tables. It's supposed to be, like, this, it, it's a city sprawling, multiple factions. Like, it's not just the clans, it's mortal factions. Right. Like, the Mafia, the Arcanum. Oh, um, neat. And, like, you're all vying for... This is White Wolf, not Chronicles of Darkness. Yeah, right? this is yeah, this is White Wolf. Yeah. This, okay. is, this is Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, it's based on the V5. So, like, they're going hog-fucking-wild with that license. Like, especially with the, the Bloodlines 2 announcement. Yeah. Uh, and like these two big big board games that they're coming out with, eh, yeah, they're doing a thing with it. Um, I, it, well, I think what they what they really realize is like uh, people really are nostalgic and like the RPG, but really the modern day climate is the things around the mm-hmm. RPG, the other stuff you can do. Well, yeah, and, I mean, and it, really saturate. Well, it's a brand, it's a license, yeah. and they're really going hog wild in the license, which is. What they always said they were going to do. They're all like, the heart of it is the role-playing game. Board games are so hot right now. Board games are so hot right now. But the heart of it is the board game, is the role-playing game. But that world can be interpreted not only in multiple formats, but by multiple companies that then can take their own thing as long as they stay true to the heart of the game. Yeah, the core of it. The core of it, then there can be all sorts of different interpretations, which, I mean, the fact that they're going so hard on it, it makes me really look forward to, like, things like the possibility of a Netflix series. Oh, that'd be so good. Like, I'm ready. Like, redeem yourself (laughs) from the the spelling disaster. One of my favorite, one of my biggest and favorite tweets that I'm proud of related to Vampire the Embrace Mm -hmm. on Twitter. I had so many people, because this was when, um... Acquisition Incorporated, no, not Acquisition, Critical Role mm-hmm. just got like a bazillion dollars for right. their big anime thing. I was like, oh yeah, so they got like a, like $6.4 million. When am I going to see my Vampire the uh, the uh, Vampire the Embrace remake? Of- oh no. And, all- and I got like a dozen retweets mm-hmm. and I had everyone from White Wolf just, just retweeting yeah. and commenting on it. I had like an <laughs> nice. entire thread. Yeah, that was a good thread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so from other news, the official, uh, uh, this is why I screwed up, the Acquisition Incorporated book has, we've seen what the cover's going to look mm-hmm. like, we've seen some of the internal art, it looks very cool, very on brand. Oh yeah, it's very much the, this is their style of, of D&D, and that's the game that I'm going to be running yep. uh, for mm-hmm. Simulacra st- uh, Studios. Uh, so I've pre-ordered that book. I've, I'm going to get the nifty little you green. You said you're going to only run a couple sessions, like it's oh, a one-story thing? It's, I think they say it's a one through six adventure. Oh, wait, great, great. Uh, that's that's great. in the book, so I'm going to run that adventure, uh, and if if more comes of it, more comes of it. Uh, but I, I'm not in planning, that's not a long-term game, that's going to be a short-form game, just because I only have so much D&D in me. 
You only um, you have a D and D meter. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm looking forward to it because it's I twenty. That I love Dick style. I love that world. Uh, that world is fucking great. Uh, the, yep. the acquisitions incorporated uh, slant on it. Um, it's really cool. So I'm, yeah. Well, we have not heard. Unfortunately, we have not no. We have no aberrant sign yet. Nope, nope. We are the, watching uh, and waiting uh, on the horizon. It is still the. It is still in manuscript approval. Yeah. Uh, on the the I have, path money. Uh, I have. Because I read through all the Aeon rules today and all this other stuff, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this game. It's going to be so good. Yeah. They, it's just going to be so great. You're going to yeah. have to play. Uh, I'm um, looking forward to all, like, because uh, the yeah, the Trinity Core and Trinity Aeon are in indexing. Yeah, which means so, they're which is very, like, close to, very close to, to an actual release. Shipping. I'm looking forward to getting that so we can see it with all the errata um, put in there. Yep. Uh, I just want more clarification. Yeah, I want it to be clearer. I want I want them to to because it's clear if you look at the the Kickstarter document that they released, it's clear that this has gone through multiple revisions and they did not they didn't do a good job like going through and and normalizing everything. Right. Basically making it fit into the final version of what this is supposed to be. Yeah, and, and hopefully they're they're doing that. Yep. Uh, and we'll get a cool, fancy, and I'm really awesome hoping, version. If, because of that, they'll learn a lot when they do the Aberrant Kickstarter and the book from that. They'll have learned a lot of mm-hmm. what their format and present presentation. Because yep. when we got the Aeon and Trinity one, it was there was just the first time we're doing this. We're mm-hmm. we're rebuilding this thing from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Like this is a whole new iteration, and therefore, even though we've done tons of Kickstarters, this is its own beast mm-hmm. and can cause also. It did go through a lot of system revisions on the back end. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they they basically, we, I mean, we talked to them about this, uh, is that Story Path system really went through a lot of fire. It went through the fire multiple times because they they because they were building it, Trinity and Scion at the same time. And, like, I know, like, the, the, the Dixie who they brought in for yeah. Trinity really, like, she kicked all the doors and and, yep. and she kind of sl- gutted it. She kind of gutted, gutted, gutted it and redid it. And then they had to they had to reapply that scion. And there's a lot of moving parts that went around. But in the end, it's pretty fucking cool. It, it's much, it much just, better. The the final product needs to be polished and sanded down and normalized yeah, so and, that, and so that we get actually, a consistent vision. That is always what keeps coming back in my head. Is fifth edition D and D had so many years of playtesting. Mm-hmm that they were able just to fine-tune that bitch mm-hmm. to, like, a near razor's edge from the get-go, and it's only gotten better. better. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I wish other companies could do that, but they just can't. Financially, that's almost uh-huh. infeasible for them to do. I mean, I mean, Kicks- the Onyx Path with their Kickstarter model kind of does it, because with the Kickstarter, they, they give you the book. Right. They give people the book, and people look at the book, and they gather pages upon pages and pages of errata. And like questions and yeah, clarifications. Comments, and then they go, then they absorb it all and mm-hmm. they see what they can do on to, the back to yeah. fix it. Hopefully, that's why I definitely hope it works. Well, it's free editors. Like it's that model gives them free editors. Yes. Yeah, it does. All right. Um, so let's hop into the topic. It's actually going to be kind of a, because Kelly's here and it's it's also Game of Thrones night, we're going <laughs> to do a more fast and loose sure. episode. Uh, we're actually going to do something that, that's more personal to each of us, which is we're just going to shill our favorite sort of tabletop RPG, not even tabletop RPG, but RPG stuff that we like and to absorb. Things that we, and I'll like put me, links. Like gaming media and, and yeah, that sort I of thing. I will put links to. Everything that we talk about, I'll put links. So there's going to be a sure. dozen links in this episode on the show notes. But I'll do my due diligence, as it were. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so who would like to go first? I'll go first because I think I'm probably the one who's most into that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, so, yeah, I I like watching people play role-playing games. Uh, I think it's cool. Like, I've been, I've been a fan of the Acquisitions Incorporated crew for pretty much since they started. Right, when uh, they were just doing it, like, cons and yeah, stuff? Yeah, well, no, they, they started, it started off as a podcast that they did uh, in their office as a sort of collaboration with Wizards of the Coast for D&D 4th Edition. Okay. Uh, like it, yeah, I remember it that. It was basically an ad that they were making. Yeah. Uh, and it just gelled in a way that... Like there was nothing like that before. Mm-hmm. Like there are certainly there are podcasts, but no one had done like sit and listen to people play D and D. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was really one of the first ones that ever actually did uh, what, it. A question. I have a comment for later mm-hmm. when I talk about it. What year was that? Oh, geez. I'll have to look that up and you'll probably have to edit this. Uh, I, yeah. I just cut out some stuff. Yeah. Cause I kind of want to be like pre Harmontown. Oh yeah. Oh very yeah. Much pre Harmontown. Okay. Yes. I remember when I remember from acquisitions incorporated before it was even called acquisitions incorporated. I remember seeing him doing weird Prop stuff at cons? No, 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 that wasn't that. I know, but that was when I. I, first I can explain it. what I can explain what that is. So D and D, so Acquisitions Incorporated, the first podcast was in two thousand and eight. Oh wow! Yep. No. Oh. Okay. Ten plus years. I, I've do, we have doing podcasts now. I'm going to look up a date, but continue. Anyway, so um, what you're thinking about is. Mike Hulick ran a D&D game for his people, and then in the news posts, they, well, no, actually, no, because the, the Acquisitions Incorporated was Mike Hulick's first D&D game. Mm-hmm. And then he started, like, within months, he started running his own game, and he, he was, like, the prop crafter. Like, he had, like, really elaborate uh, battle, like, the dun- like, physical dungeons that they would move their minis through. Mm-hmm. Um, but that transitioned into stage shows at PAX, mm-hmm. the Penny Arcade Expos, where they would play D and D live in uh, in in theaters, yeah, in auditoriums, on auditoriums, uh, and it like they were just shocked at how like how many people came to see it, yeah, and like how they had to move into bigger and bigger theaters very quickly. It be- like within- it essentially became the main event at PAX. Yep. is the Acquisitions Incorporated show. And I, having been to one, it's really fucking fun. Like, it's really cool to watch that show because there's just a, there's just this... It's unlike anything else because it's basically you're watching an improv comedy troupe. Yeah. But it's through the lens of D&D. There, there's a lot more framework where you can yeah, there's a framework to it. And grab they're, te- onto. they're telling a story and they're being incredibly funny and incredibly clever. And um, uh, and then of course, Critical Role I think came on sometime after uh, that. Critical Role that came that was several only a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was only... like four years ago. Um, I can actually look that up real okay. quick. Yeah, and I did check. Uh, and uh, the D and D started like with a uh, on a uh, Harmontown like 2012. Yeah, when yeah. Dan was all like, "Is there a GM?" And yeah, the when, yeah, when Spencer yeah, was Curtin, like, "That was one Spencer of the episodes." Spencer came and was just like, "Oh." <laughs> Yeah. Got Herman Quest. Uh, that's that's how it got started. That was like one of the first episodes of Harmontown I listened to was the, the episode where he he uh. started D and D when he found Spencer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now I, I when I started that podcast, I went all the, I I start from the very beginning with everyone I fall into. So, but yeah, so D, like Akin has been going on for a while. Critical Role like came in and really kind of opened up like like. It hit. It hit the zeitgeist. Is yeah, what it, it hit did. the zeitgeist. It, it hit the zeitgeist. Did. Well, Actually, the the we'll continue because unless you want to talk about yeah. critical. Role oh, I do want to talk about critical a little bit. I don't watch it. Like I've never been able to get into it. Yeah. Uh, but what critical role has going for it has actors. Yeah. Pretty people. Uh, pretty actors. Well, very good voice and actors. very good voice actors. Like it's more, it's much more of a performance yeah. in that one, and they're very, they're also very good. I just couldn't get into it because there's too many people at that goddamn table. Um, um, uh, the like critical role hit the zeitgeist because so it started. You want to know interesting little backstory about critical role? Mm-hmm. It started as a birthday present. Yeah, uh, Matt Mercer was like his buddies were like, we want he loves D and D, and his some mm-hmm. of his buddies like D and D, and like. Well, we want you to run a game, but we're going to record it. Sure. And they started doing it, and then it shot off like a rocket. Mm-hmm. These were all voice actors and actor, actors and actresses in Hollywood. They're just doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff. And then slowly and surely, this thing becomes their entire life. Mm-hmm. This isn't to the point that now that they're making their own animated series mm-hmm. with completely and utterly funded by their Crowd fan funder, base. Yeah. Is um is insanity? They just hit that that zeitgeist moment. Oh yeah. Um. So awesome. besides Acquisition Incorporated, so, what yeah, else? Well, Acquisition Incorporated. I like watching uh, dice camera action as well. That's a little bit more sporadic with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just because 
I mean, these are three hour long or like multiple hour long chunks of media. Like it's watching a movie every every week or so. Uh, and it's so I kind of have to budget my time out a little bit with it. But I like that it's a good game. It's a fun game. There's interesting characters. It's a lot more high drama than Acquisitions Incorporated is. But those two games, Acquisitions Incorporated and Dice Camera Action, uh, coexist. Yeah. Essentially, they're not they're not entirely the same mm. because the timeline gets super fucked up if you try and like track what's happening when because of the various crossovers that happen between them there's no way to rectify the timeline between those between the events of of both of those games uh but it's still interesting because i like acquisition incorporated i like when it crosses over with dca and it's an interesting shared universe especially when they did their big waffles incorporated event where they had all the players both gms and all the players in at the same table running like a weekend long thing thing uh which was rad that's insane oh clarification it wasn't matt mercer's birthday it was liam o'brien's birthday right they went to um and it was felicia day this is according to wikipedia felicia day approached them mm-hmm. about going on to oh Twitch. geek and sundry yeah Geek, to join Geek and Sundry and go on Twitch with their at-home game because they were just playing and recording at home. Right. And that's when, and that was in 2015 is when they hopped over, over to, to Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, hopped over, I'm sorry, into 2018. Right. Um, Twitch. 2018? Yeah. June 2018. It started in 2018. No, no. No, no, on the Twitch. The game on Twitch and YouTube, it started mm-hmm. in 2018. It, the game itself was being recorded and done in 2015. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, on stream, Sundry, in order to streamline gameplay for the live show, the game characters were convinced from, convinced from Pathfinder to Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition before the web series began airing on March 12, 2015. That's when it started airing. Okay, the web series started on 2015. Right. That but makes a lot they, more sense. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the actual Twitch YouTube presence that have, they have become mm-hmm. was until 20, June of 2018. That's interesting. Yeah, so, no, that makes sense because I would try to watch it but yeah. I have to go to their website. I couldn't just like pull up YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, they were there for a while. There was a thing called Project Alpha, which was basically oh, they still have it. No, Project Alpha. Oh, done. they went away. Pro- as of March of this year, Project Alpha shut oh, down. I didn't know that. Ooh. Yeah, and they're. I think they're carrying everything over to YouTube. Um, That's probably for the best. Yeah, unless you have a lot of infrastructure, you're not going to be able to host your own like. Yeah, it's that streaming sort that's of a, YouTube yeah. network. So, in addition, uh, uh, in that uh, on the Critical Role network yes. uh, is, of course, L.A. by Night, uh, mm-hmm. which is the Vampire the Masquerade official game. Yeah, uh, which is super rad. It's they have super short seasons, like eight nine episode seasons. Like they've done two seasons. But they're about so three episodes. They're about three hours. Three two hours. Three hours. Two and a half. Three hours a pop, uh, and they usually have like epilogues and like short episodes. Uh, to sort of supplement it. And that has just been great because it really has been, it's good to see because it's, it's very much like critical role in that they have, you know, pretty talented actors in the, in the roles of the main characters and, of and all the guest stars. Yeah. Um, and so they're very super talented and they're, very, they're very cool, but they only have four core characters and that's just so much easier to follow. It lets mm-hmm. you dive into those characters, yeah. like attach yourself more you don't get distracted with the yeah, menagerie. Well, that, that's the thing about Critical Role is they just have too many people to jump around between. Yeah. Um, but that's been super awesome. Uh, there's been a couple of vampire shows that I've been sort of watching on the periphery. One that's super cool in concept, but I just haven't had my time to really dig my teeth into. I've watched a couple of their episodes. It's called Crusade of Thorns. Interesting. And what Crusade of Thorns is, is it's set in the 40s in Los Angeles and it is basically, they have a Camarilla table, a Sabbat yeah. table, and an Anarch table. And it is basically the knights leading up to the big Anarch revolt mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And it follows these three coteries, and a, two coteries in a pack, yep. uh, as they deal with the turmoil of that time. And uh, the one I've watched the most of is the Sabbat one. Because well, it's about, oh, it's about, it's about yeah, fun, yeah. and they actually they've actually produced homebrew Sabat rules for V five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is very cool. 
so I've been watching that for a while. Uh, there's a couple ones that I'm sort of peripherally aware of. There's like Blood on the Thames, uh, which is a London game. Uh, Twin Cities by Night uh, is another one that I'm aware of. I haven't had much time to look into them, mm. uh, but I've had some back and forth with the people on Twitter yeah. uh, who run it. Uh, just because I would like, I like the idea of like sh- having multiple uh, sharing guest stars. Oh, absolutely. Amongst tables. That's what Geek and Sundry is doing. Cause when they brought LA by night, if you notice after you got the four, core four established, mm-hmm. they started bringing people from other shows that mm-hmm. Geek and Sundry does onto their, mm-hmm. they brought a werewolf in, they brought the yep. set in, they, these were people from, from all these other D and D games and stuff to showcase their talent and to, yeah. uh, to do all but, these very interesting but, things. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do that amongst like other streamed vampire absolutely. games. Well, yeah, like I said, Matthew Webb would have been on yeah, your show. Absolutely. Which is Matthew a, Webb's is gonna be on great, my show. Which is a great guest to have. Mm-hmm. If there's a man who is Plugged knee in. deep in White Wolf like mm-hmm. stuff, it is that guy. Oh yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I've uh, I've briefed him about what I, what the role yeah. he's gonna be playing. Uh, and I'm not gonna talk about that because it's gonna be on the show and you should watch the show. You watch the show. What should the people do? Watch the show. Um, Anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think about like I mean, there's a, also like there's a bunch of like YouTube channels and yeah. and whatnot. Um, like extra credits is really good for they do tabletop stuff. They're starting to actually do. I'm very proud of them. And Matthew uh, Eddie Webb. Eddie Webb. Sorry. Uh, has been helping them write some of this stuff. We talked about that. That was the last yeah, was episode. Yeah, last episode. We talked, we talked about, about the character sheets. I'm super happy that they're starting to go into that um, because a lot of people have tackled like D&D, but they're trying to do it in a much more like academic like mm-hmm. way, which I enjoy because Extra Credit has always been very good about like teaching you about a subject in a new and sort of educational yeah. way. What about you, Matthew? What do you like? I like a lot of things. Um, so this gaming, is, Matt. Focus. Yeah, this is the one that when I said we had dueling podcasts, and mm-hmm. I wanted to know what time Acquisition Incorporated started. So the one that started almost exact same time, uh, it was posted in July fifth, two thousand eight. It is a D and D fourth edition actual play. They had just hit their five hundredth episode. Wow! They've been doing this. They've been releasing nearly weekly episodes. Now they record like. Each episode is only like an hour and a half mm-hmm. long, hour, hour and a half. But that's what they've been doing. They have not converted to fifth edition. They have stayed in fourth edition even to modern day. Wow. They're not done with the game yet. They're like level 26 out of 30. Oof. Um, This is sort of what got me into podcasting and like what actual plays started becoming. And, and I've talked to the uh, the owner of Major Spores a couple of times on Twitter about that. And he, he like, because he did see what Critical Role got mm-hmm. all this press, essentially. But he has been doing it actually longer or just as long as the Acquisition Incorporated people. More regular than, like, he's been doing it longer and more regularly. Yeah. Because the Ack Inc. shows only happen every, uh, up until when... Um, and that's something I didn't mention up until Jerry started the C team stream, which is their weekly game. Right. The C team, the, the acquisitions incorporated really only happened at PAXs. Mm-hmm. They did. They did occasionally did a few things here and there. Like they did a, they did a YouTube series uh, for Ack Inc. Uh, and like they did a one-off Christmas special. <laughs> um, but for the most part, those happen at PAX. Right. Uh, which there's like five packs a year. So quite a bit. Uh, but it sounds like Critical Hit started at about the same time and has been doing it regularly. Yeah, they've been which doing is regular, an accomplishment. Yeah, what they've done is they every season of their their show, which is called the Void uh, the Void Saga, uh, every season when they're done, uh, the Rodrigo the GM would take a break. Mm-hmm. Somebody else would run a game. Mm-hmm. Either not related to that game, they've done Call Cthulhu, they've done Fate, they've done a few other games that they sort of fill in that downtime with. Mm -hmm. So Rodrigo doesn't have to run all the time. Right. And but now they're in sort of the last arc of the Void Saga and they've had many characters and it's been great. It's very good, high quality stuff. Guy knows what he's doing. And I would highly recommend it. Give that guy some love because they have just been a cornerstone in my sort of like they got me into the point that I was like, I kind of want to play 4th edition, hmm. even though I don't particularly like 4th edition. I mean, I enjoy it mechanically, but I do not enjoy what they were doing with the setting and sort yeah. of the presentation of it. But doesn't matter. 
really good mm-hmm. good way of presenting it. In well, 4th edition was a lot more, it was much more tactical. Like, yeah, it was a very, very tactical-based tactical game. Yeah, and, and they do all the whole combats, too. They run through mm-hmm. all the combats, but they're so well-practiced at it at this point that even listening to the combats are not that disengaging. Like, you, you get into them, and you understand what's going on, and you have a lot of fun with them. Um, oh, yeah, they've also, they also... Because they play the games, other games between the seasons, it's introduced me to other games. That's how I learned mm-hmm. about, um, it's the one based off Monster Hearts, uh, or Monster Hearts is a derivative off of it. Apocalypse it, World? The, no, it's the no. Powered by the Apocalypse oh, System, yes. but it's their urban horror version. Oh, yeah. I forgot what it was called. Dang it. Uh, but that one, I was like, that is a great way to do World of Darkness without having to directly do the World of Darkness mm-hmm. system. Um, because it's just so well put together. Um, the other one that I really like that has very recent is Matt Koval. Oh yeah, Matt Koval. Chain the chain of it's called the chain of Acheron. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple years, I think two year and a half ago, he did a Kickstarter for D and D supplement uh, book called um, Strongholds of Followers, mm-hmm. and this is sort of his mass like building infrastructure armies book for D and D fifth edition. But part of the real reason for it was to gain enough money from his personal audience because he's a game designer. He's a video game designer and a RPG game designer for many years. That's what he did for a living. Uh, and he was like, I want to try to showcase a different type of D&D than Critical Role. Mm-hmm. I want to show because, as we have said on this podcast, what you see on Critical Role in L.A. by Night now mm-hmm. is not typical. That mm-hmm. is not typically what you're going to get. Um, which is actually have a comment about that in a minute of you're not going to get that experience at most tables. So let's showcase a different, different styles of play, mm-hmm. and different modes of play. And so he has started his own run called the, the chain of acronym. It's on YouTube. So it's got podcast format mm-hmm. and it's on Twitch. Um, they play every Wednesday night. Cool. Um, and it's fifth edition and it's his setting where the, PCs are a mercenary company. Mm-hmm. The the PCs are the uh, leaders and they're commanding like, officers. Yeah, they're like office holders. Yeah, like, they have the, roles. Yes, they have roles. Um, uh, it's kind of it's like that's that's a little bit how like how Acquisitions Incorporated does it. But these are the, the Incons are funny. Yeah, these are these are funny. These are very literal and mm-hmm. useful. Actually, what's interesting is he doesn't use feats in his game. Really, what he does is instead is. If you have a title, you have a special power that he's custom made hmm. that he gives you. So cool. if you've, you're the chronicler, you can do stuff uh, that the, only the chronicler do. Mm-hmm. Or if you're the weapon master, you can do some other stuff. That's cool. Um, and so if your title changes or you have multiple titles, you have multiple abilities you can pull hmm. from. He's also made some custom classes for his game specifically. And he was way of showcasing, hey, and he runs a very much drier mm-hmm. like these people are still they're typical gamers they're not actors they're mm-hmm. just his friends who you've got that he works with in the company they're like hey here are some games you're gamers let's play a game together so they're not super flamboyant in character but mm-hmm. they are still playing the game and matt runs a very dry game of like what are you doing how are you doing it let's go on with this and really being much more top down mm-hmm. viewing instead of being in the muck Mm-hmm. Sort of a uh, sort of a GM, uh, which I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. I've started now that, and especially now that they've gone to podcast form, uh, it's yeah. so much easier to consume. Just because I was listening to it on YouTube, which is fine, but I didn't want to drain my battery, my phone, or in that. Now that's on podcast form, pop it in, Boop. forget about it. You know what else we didn't mention uh, is uh, vicious mockeries. Yes, vicious mockery. Ah, uh, those guys are great. They unfortunately haven't been publishing yeah. their episodes lately. I think they've been handling some personal stuff. Yeah. And that's perfectly okay. You guys are great. You guys ran a great show for us. Oh, that was so fun to be a part of that. That was so fun. So, so, so blisteringly chaotic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. No pressure. Yeah. yeah uh, Under pressure. No, so, I actually don't do a lot of podcasts, and the ones I do are mostly not gaming related. I mean, there's this one with these three guys, they just ramble on about games that they like. Yeah, there's like this lady about three ladies, like, like poly something. I think it's whatever. about polyamory. I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, it's probably about polyamory. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. No, seriously, also- you guys are like the only one I listen to usually on Saturdays because I'm lonely because <laughs> there's nobody at my but, job but there's on also Saturday. like there's things with dice that are very glittery yeah there are um, glittery dice there are some glittery you should dice. definitely listen to some glitter dice and uh 
Then we also have uh, Geek Grills, if you like listening to ladies talk about awesome things. But uh, yeah, uh, let me pull up my podcast list. I think the only one that, the only other one I can think of uh, is Rolling for Change, which is the one that Brian Peace is part of. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, is His podcast he's got with uh, two other gentlemen, they simply like, they just talk about games that they like and game development and yeah, yeah it's it's good stuff um but yeah a lot of my stuff is actually mostly youtube and you already touched no, YouTube on is from, if there's thing, something on youtube you want to you want to pimp out feel free i <laughs> honestly most of my stuff on youtube that's gaming that you guys haven't already talked about is wow related go for so it for all you, RPG. <laughs> all you world of warcraft people out there i know you know the joy of tne or uh Taliesin and Evatel, which is a fantastic like weekly breakdown of what's going on with WoW and the patches. Yeah. And then um then there's this other one. I'm trying to locate his name real fast because it's not an easy name. It's obviously like an old handle. But basically he just goes over like the lore of WoW. Which is cool. So much of it. Yeah. Especially with those books. Cause I've had I've been a part and listened to some podcasts that tried to like start diving in. Uh, to wow lore and oh my god there's just so much of it yep uh yeah so noble 87 just like all of his uh things that he does is just like literally the war the lore breakdown so before battle of azeroth he was doing the lore breakdown that led to this point of the war who like let's talk about the old gods that we think we're gonna see in the new expansion Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so i i highly recommend it it's super fun yeah, that's that's very cool. Um, I've I've always enjoyed any sort of those lore breakdowns. Um, was I'm trying to think of some other the other ones that we've we've sort of I've peripherally been a part of or or oh obviously uh, this is an RPG one um, is the one I edit for um, called the Grim Dark Podcast. You should, guys should definitely listen to that. They're really cool guys because if you like 40k and you like the old school fantasy flight games, they've done tons of stuff on that. And just two guys in Australia talking about the thing they love, and now they're going to Wrath and Glory, which is great because there's that's just brand new spicy content that they can go into. Um, so I definitely recommend listening to that. Not uh, shameless uh, show. Shameless here. plug. Shameless, shameless plug. plug. <laughs> Embrace. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at my YouTube stuff right now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else off the top of my head, gaming wise. Problem is, unfortunately, a lot of these, if you haven't noticed, are multiple hours long. And there's only so many yeah. hours in which you can consume this media. Yep. So you kinda you kinda have to find like look around and figure out the ones you really like and then really stick with them. Um Yeah, for a while, whenever you were listening to uh Acquisitions Incorporated, I would be in the other room just playing a wow. Yeah. And it's like, okay, oh, yeah, get two things oh, at once uh, going one, on. Here. I, I would I definitely recommend that I, I've been enjoying. It's relatively new when the uh uh when uh Dragon Heist came out. Uh, there's D, uh, there's roll 20 presents water deep dragon heist. Um, there's a, uh, I keep forgetting his name. He's a professional sort of gamer slash, um, entertainer on YouTube and roll. And he works for roll 20 specifically, and he runs a lot of roll 20 games and they run through all of, um, dragon heist. And now they're in mad mage, Dungeon of the mad mage. And they're really good. They have some very interesting characters you may not like all of them. They're not immediately likable. Kind of want to put one put one in, 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 like you want to hit upside the head with a shovel, but it's still really, really fun and it's still uh, very entertaining. So I recommend looking that up. That's Roll20 Presents Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Look that up and you'll find it all on YouTube. Oh, so there's another one that I haven't watched, but I know is probably worth watching uh, called Welch's Game Juice. Uh, which is Kate Welch, who's on Acquisitions Incorporated, the mm-hmm. C team. Uh, she has her own sort of like talk show about because she's a designer at Watsy, um, and mm. so she has a, sort of a talk show about game design and being and role playing and whatnot. I need to start watching her, um, but that that's on the Dungeons and Dragon YouTube channel. Uh, uh, as well as her Twitch channel. If you also have noticed, we talked a lot about Dungeons and Dragons. That's because that is the. Th- that is the main thing that most people are now. Well, yeah, I mean, D and D has always been the cornerstone. Like right. it, it always yeah. has been. It always will be. Where D and D goes, so goes the rest. Yeah. Like I, I would, I would make a case that White Wolf is sort of the other one. Like it is the other big player. Yeah. And now, especially now that it's come back. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it's, it has, it has really. Well, as a second generation nerd, I can confirm that 
Vampire books, like Vampire Second Edition, mm-hmm. is the other hardback collection that my parents have. Aside from D and D, starting from mm-hmm. Second End to Current by Fifth Edition. I mean, it was it was just it was. Let's do this thing, but do it in a completely different way. Yeah. Oh, let's, yeah. T- let's start with a completely different philosophy, yep. a completely different like mechanical idea. It, it's not to be a little edgelord about it. They were like, we, they did the whole, I'm 14, I'm a 14 year old person who wears a uh, black eyeliner and uh, mm-hmm. trench coat yeah. of, oh, well, why don't we tell like the, that's for babies. We can totally do more mature things with like guns and hookers. Guns and hookers. Yeah. 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 And drinking people's blood. Yeah. 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 And, the, and being a werewolf. Be a werewolf. And then, then they just sort of sprung out from there. Mm-hmm. They've made some missteps. Uh, there's, there's been some dirty secrets of the black hand and a uh, world of darkness racial slur. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're learning. We all learn. And that's the, that's the thing with D&D. They didn't run into, they ran into some of those things. They mm-hmm. definitely did in certain settings. Oh, yeah. With ball, by and large, they didn't because D&D was just yeah, generic it was, fantasy. It was generic fantasy. It's like you can do whatever you want. It wasn't it. dealing with modern a modern setting, therefore mm-hmm. modern issues that they yeah. were talking about. Um, the, one last one I want to pimp out because I have watched this. Um, just the It's just a weekly thing, and unfortunately that sometimes can be really hard to keep up with. Oh, yeah. Is uh, called Roll For It. It's Roll the number four, it. They have a weekly V5 um, game they've done. Um, they're up to episode like 28 now, and oh, they wow. also started the, uh, the uh, game Masks and Mage. So they have a whole bunch Ooh. of do cool, like different systems and different settings that they're going in. They have some pretty talented people there that are really getting into it. So definitely, definitely, definitely go check them out. Cool. Yeah. But anything else, guys? Uh, the only other one I had was when I was doing the research for the temple is I found the official like bunch of guys who worked at Wizards of the Coast did their own like Temple of Elemental Evil. Ooh. Um, and you can get it on the Dungeons and Dragons YouTube. It, yeah. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of actual play stuff out there. You just got to dig around. You'll find them. Um, all, quality will vary. Everybody's doing it now. Everyone's yep. doing it. It's a it's it's a fun way of it's a fun way of expressing and sort of interacting with people. Um, oh, uh, a, a plug I want to want to throw out there. I have I didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, but a good friend from the show James Davy has started his own D and D game on Twitch. Oh yeah, uh, it's uh, I forget what it is, but it'll be in the show notes. I think I think that was really cool. There's some really cool stuff out there. I think everyone will uh, find something they they can enjoy and digest. So um, I guess from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. Oh God! Oh no, he's Ryan now. I've said the words. <laughs> Ryan, we love you. Bye. Miss you. Hey, Matthew here. I just wanted to let you know, if you want to get feedback to Polyhedron, you can go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the show's Twitter handle at polyhedroncast. Uh, if you'd really like to help us out, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, give us a buck a month and become one of our bosses and really support the show. And if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can find Matthew at BioImportance. You can find Scott at DivisMallCav. And you can find Ryan at Arduous. You want to spell it? R-J-U-O-U-S. And finally, just so we can wrap it up here, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere, give us a five-star review. It really helps our exposure. All right. Thanks, guys. 